the idea was we can kind of pull ourselves up to heaven by our own bootstraps. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can climb our way to heaven. And, and that's not true, mm-hmm. you know, because as Jacques Philippe points out, holiness is not the work of us. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We can't make ourselves holy, not by good works, not by prayers. We can't do the work of making ourselves holy. It must be God who makes us holy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Living Fullness. I'm Stina Constantine and joining me on the podcast is Father Sean Burns. Each week you'll hear us chat about a range of topics from virtue to relationships, comments on cultural shifts and lessons that we're learning as we go along and you are most welcome. So sit back and enjoy being part of a conversation with a couple of friends. How are you going, Padre? Well, thank you, Stina, and yourself? I'm doing well. What's the way? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Reading? Trying to do lots of reading? Yeah, good work. I may have purchased like a whole stack of books from the States. Um, from Sophia Press because they don't exist here in Australia. I may have asked you to purchase at least two for me. So that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Just to save on postage costs. Well, I mean, it was going to cost an arm and a leg, so we may as well share, <laughs> share the load. But they arrived. And when I opened like this ginormous box... Yeah. I just kind of realised, oh my goodness, how many books did I actually purchase? And I read through each of them and I got excited over each of them and I went, okay, it's okay. Maybe I'll just quit my job for the next two months and I'll just read. Can I do that? Yes, totally, totally. You might not be able to pay a bill. Exactly. You'll be able to read. You'll be able to read. Yeah. I might not have food, but that's okay. No, no, no. Have food for the mind instead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For anyone thinking about it. Don't quit your job. No, I don't like do that's it. This. Don't do it. Don't do it. So I'm just, yeah, I'm trying to read. What about you? What have you been up to? I have joined a new martial arts studio. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. I, can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Oh. I don't know. Uh, Muay Thai. Maybe. Muay Thai. Yeah. I, yeah, I've heard it as Muay Thai, but Muay I haven't thai. got a clue. Muay Thai. Muay Thai. I haven't got a clue. I feel like I'm pronouncing it the Australian way. Muay Thai. <laughs> you know, like... Um, Hopefully your martial arts skills are better than your pronunciation. You know? I give you no guarantee. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, for, for years and years I did, I did karate and I mm, loved it. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's been about probably, you know. Black belt in karate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. I was. I'm zero belt in karate. It's been <laughs> too a long. very, very long too time. Long. And uh, so, yeah, just starting something new there and uh, getting into a, a bit of a, a yeah routine routine so yeah yeah cool so so if we see you around with a black eye you know what's going on yeah that's right yeah right that's right fair yeah. enough yeah we've kind of got a few exciting episodes coming up we do we do what are they on we are finally on to our first book study for season three yes yeah so we are going to do Jacques Philippe's little book on the in the school of the holy spirit it literally is a little book i've got the physical book in my hand it's a perfect size isn't it yeah 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 it's neatly into your handbag it's a decent read yeah yeah so what we're going to do is we've actually separated thank well we've separated jack felique separated the book into three parts so we're going to run through this in three parts so the next three episodes including this one So for this one, this episode, we're looking at part one, which is holiness is the work of the Holy Spirit. So um, our brother Jacques Philippe begins really with a bold prayer. Uh, And uh, this, this bold prayer is, beg the Holy Spirit to put the desire in you 
to love God as much as he possibly can be loved and even beg him to leave you restless until you have that aspiration. It's 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 bold. Yeah, it's bold. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's all about starting out big. Mm. That's a bold prayer. Yeah, and uh, and so it's it's um, it kind of immediately fits in with the very title of this chapter that he's got together, which is holiness is the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it ain't our our job, right? So he's like, first ask for the desire, ask for the the longing, the thirst for union with God. That. Is 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 like that's the first thing we do. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. But I also love the part of the boldness of this prayer. I also love is that it's not limited by our capacity for love. So the prayer isn't, yeah. you know, help me to love as much as I possibly can exactly. love. It's exactly. no help me to love God as much as God can possibly be loved. It actually, <laughs> it's sets, beyond exactly. It, it it really does set into motion the passage of our Lord in the Gospel of Matthew where he says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Like mm. this, this the rubber hits the road here, right? Yeah. Ask to love God as much as it is possible for him to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. So in this very early um, sort of few pages, the first few pages, he also says something that stood out to me. One of his quotes is, it's just as important to help devout people become holier as it is to help sinners be converted. And I just think that there's so much truth to what he said there. And I think sometimes we can become practicing Christians. We can become complacent mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. faith, particularly if we're not actively looking for ways to grow in relationship with Christ, because we can kind of start to go, well, I'm doing like the bare minimum or, or maybe, maybe more than the bare minimum. Maybe yeah. you're doing, you know, what you, you know, you're, you're following your own routine and your own rhythm and, you know, whatever's part of your prayer life, whatever that looks like. And you're kind of going tick, tick, tick. I've done the bare minimum and then some. I'm good. I'm going out there. I'm evangelizing. Like I'm participating in ministry. Like you're ticking boxes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing all of this other stuff. So I'm going out and beyond myself. But hang on, actually, we also need to be focusing on the growth that needs to happen for us who are also trying to be devout to actually have a devotion means to, uh, that we need to be consistently working yes. on that relationship as yes. well, constantly going deeper. Mm, absolutely, and, and you know, in, in this in this very you know, this very point, our brother Jack Philippe makes the statement that it's not enough merely to say I believe, uh, but rather we have to actually love God and love God well, and that takes a community. And this is an interesting point. Ratzinger makes the point that when it comes to faith, there is an I-we component to faith. Mm. It's never just I, it's also we. That, yes, I believe, and that's essential, but I don't believe on my own. I believe as part of a worshipping community, as the body of Christ. Uh, So it's not just us. It's the whole church. We're actually helping each other to grow in holiness. And it's not just the earthly realm that's helping us to do that. It's also the heavenly realm. Most importantly, the heavenly realm that's helping us to do that, the heavenly church that's helping us to 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 grow in that holiness. And yeah, and, and yeah look, it's, it's, it is a task which sits beyond our power. And I think what you were talking about before, Stina, that we can kind of be like, oh, well, I'm doing this thing. You know, I'm engaged in this work and I'm saying these prayers and I'm coming to Mass on Sunday, we almost make a bit of a Pelagian approach to our faith. I feel like I probably need to actually 
Yep. Okay. So we make a bit of a Pelagian approach of our faith. And when I say a Pelagian approach, I mean, uh, Pelagianism is an early Christian heresy started by a guy named Pelagius. The, the idea was we can kind of pull ourselves up to heaven by our own bootstraps. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can climb our way to heaven. And, and that's not true, mm-hmm. you know, because as Jacques Philippe points out, holiness is not the work of us. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We can't make ourselves holy, not by good works, not by prayers. We can't do the work of making ourselves holy. It must be God who makes us holy. So the task is well and truly beyond our power. So it's 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 not our work. It is the work of the Holy Spirit, not a work of our effort. And uh, you know, as a um, as a vocations director, uh, one of the things that, that that I often hear is, "Oh, look." You know, Father, what if I make, what if in, in my, my attempt to discern the will of God in my life, I make some wrong decisions, I make some <laughs> wrong choices. It's like, dude, it's okay. Fear not. Yeah. Like it's, it's you know, I think Christophanic makes the point, look, <laughs> you're not that big of a deal. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's don't just chill out, man, yeah. you know. Like it's okay to make a choice and see where that choice leads, you know. So I, I think often when we're, when we are trying to grow in holiness, trying to discern what the will of God is in our life, we can try and tackle that by our own means, by our own power, and just be like, you know, um, right, I'm, I'm going to figure out what my vocation is today, or I'm going to figure out what my vocation is. No, 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 look, just just step out in faith. Just if you feel an attraction to something, just step out in faith and be like, okay, you know what, God, I'm trusting that you've got this, that you're going to help me grow in holiness in whichever path I take here. You know, you've got this. I don't, I don't have to have it all together here. Mm. You've got this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're also not meant to have it all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not just you're, don't you're, have to, you're, you're not you're meant ex- to. <laughs> you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, one of the things that, one of the quotes that he puts in is um, from John of the Cross. And the mm. quote is, happy is the soul who loves because the soul holds God captive. Holds God captive? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that? Yeah. Uh, like that, like just even trying to picture what that could be possibly look like yeah blows your mind because how could how could you possibly hold god who creates the entire universe who holds the entire universe together how how can you hold god captive at all like yeah Yeah. it's 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 outrageous isn't it it is it's and i think in some ways that captivity is at the invitation of god yeah like it's um, yeah you might remember in the Gospels when Jesus is calling his apostles, and I think it's, um, uh, is it James and John or Peter and Andrew? I can't remember which ones now. Uh, but uh, he says to them, they ask him, where are you living? Like, where where, where are you residing? Yeah. And yeah. he says to them, come and see. Mm. And And in the ancient world, to see something wasn't just to visualize it, to behold it. It was actually to possess it, uh, to in some way make it a part of you. Yeah. And so that that captivity is is this invitation that, you know, like I'm actually inviting you to hold me captive in your heart. Uh, You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's like um, uh, when when God takes up residence, (laughs) the only way that he leaves is at your command. Yeah. Like that's it, Mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. And it's exactly this captivity that is the path to holiness. Yes. Like it's exactly, yes. that's exactly what he wants and that's exactly how he wants to make us more like yes. him. We capture him 
Only because he has first captured us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I love that Jacques Philippe mentions throughout the book in several different places is this idea that and like, it's like he's trying to reinforce this idea back in our heads that holiness is not a program for life. It is not something that you follow that you can be man- like can be manufactured that can be, you know, restricted to a list or to a something you know super practical and tangible that you can almost tick box again. That's not. It's not possible. It's something that can only be obtained. Yeah. From God. It's like prescription holiness. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and look, the, the other thing that sort of stands out in, in, in this first section from Jacques Philippe is that only God knows each person's road to holiness. And, and I think generally when we describe someone as holy, we have a particular image in our head that often accords with some of these things we've already been talking about. So this this idea of making ourselves holy by virtue of our prayerfulness. And I I recently did a, a Lenten course, and I forget the name. <laughs> I forget the name of it, which is not good. Well, it was a little while ago. But it was brilliant. Mm. It was brilliant, right? Uh, so this, year, this year's Lent, mm. I did that course. Mm. One of the points that it makes at the outset is your penances, your prayers – and your almsgivings aren't making you holy. It's not because you're praying that you're holy. It's not because you're yeah, doing yeah, penance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not because you're doing this thing, you're going to be holy. Yeah. These things predispose us to receive Jesus into our hearts, yeah. which make he makes us holy, mm, right? Mm. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing that he pointed out there was having a good Lent, is not it does not count on you mm. like yes you have a, you have a part to play you have a part to play you are a free agent you're a free human being but your good land really depends on god yeah you know, so if you have a sucky week or a sucky couple of weeks or a sucky three weeks yeah hey guess what yeah god can do a lot with the next three weeks if you have a sucky five weeks guess what God can do a lot in that last one mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. You have a sucky five weeks and six days. Yeah. Guess what? He can do a lot in that last day. Yeah. Like you know, it's it's. Yeah. He's, he's just he's making the point. It's not about what we do. It's about Christ's action in us. Mm. Being open to that action. Being open to receiving Him into our hearts. Yes, that means we have to come to the table, mm. but it's not dependent on us. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. extrapolate that across the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter exactly. what the history exactly. has been. It That's doesn't exactly matter. It right. doesn't even matter what the present is. Right, right. Whatever ha- whatever's happened in the past, hey, God can work wonders with the future. Yeah. Whatever's happened today, God can work wonders with this evening. Yeah. You know, whatever's yeah. happened in this moment, hey, God can work wonders with the next. Yeah, you yeah. Know, but also yeah. he is working in this moment. All we have to do is participate yes, in that. Yes, exactly. Like we exactly. Just have All to- we have to do is be open and receptive. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just be open to let him do what he wants to do. Precisely. Precisely. This is important when we consider also our our good works, like like our the, the the pursuit of virtue, right? I think we can actually sometimes look at the pursuit of virtue and go, "It's all me." Yeah. Right. It's 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 all me, and, and yeah. even in the context of of seminary formation, where, where your background that I've 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 come from, um, in the context of seminary formation, we often talk about human formation, mm. which makes it sound like it's human formation absent from 
from God's work. No, 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 no. Human formation is a formation of the human person. That requires the ongoing grace of the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, so the, the human formation, the formation of human virtues, of helpful habits, these are things that we actually also need the grace of God for. Yeah. These are things that we, we can't just... We can't just kind of pretend that we can do it on our own, by our own strength, as though, as though somehow we're strong enough to overcome the vices in our lives and foster the appropriate virtues um, all, all on our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when history tells us, we yeah. just ain't that clever. Yeah, you know? yeah. And there is, um, we also have to discern what we take on as well. Like, obviously, you know, founder of virtue ministry sitting here like i'm gonna tell you yes pick up a virtue and work on it like just start somewhere and we've even advocated for things like the virtue challenge which is a list of you know traits that you can practice on and sure that can sound very much like a tight program and hey isn't that what jacques saying don't do it start somewhere but don't necessarily let you know some order that somebody else has used or that I've used be the order that you use yes discern what yes. God is actually wanting you to work on now it's much more efficient effective and so much more fruitful to actually pay attention to what God wants you to do right, right, <laughs> than right, to go right. well the list says this next right, <laughs> right I should exactly, do that next exactly, no, yeah, forget that yeah. just pay attention yeah. ask him what what virtue do I need to yeah. work on God what yeah. what are you calling me to next where am I lacking yeah. what what should I strengthen? Yes. What should be the space that I yes. should work on next, Lord? Uh, let him be the yeah. one yeah. to lead you in what you need to work on next. And even that working on is not by your own strength. Exactly. That is him working yeah. in you. And that's often where the community is quite helpful. Yes. Uh, it's where, where we often hear the voice of God is having an accountability partner there who can help us in that and can actually say, you know what, I've noticed a lack of virtue in this area in you because sometimes we can't see it in ourselves. Yes. So it's actually helpful. It's this we believe aspect, this community aspect uh, that can be really, really helpful in actually identifying, God, where do you want me to actually increase in virtue? Like if, if someone we trust comes along and says, hey, I've actually noticed that you flag in this area. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I, I can, God, I can work with that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something I can work with. So, yeah. so just, just to concretize, where do I find that? You, you actually find that in the everyday. Mm. You find that in the uh, the challenges that you face in your moral life. You find that in your good friends who challenge you. Like that's where you see the, the invitation from God. Every temptation ultimately is an invitation from God to grow in holiness. Yes. Because God allows us to be tempted. Yeah. He's not the source of the temptation, no. but he allows us to be tempted. Yeah. And he allows us to be tempted as an invitation to say, rely on me and you will get past this temptation and you will start to foster the virtues I want you to foster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's an opportunity for growth. Right, right. That's exactly. what they are. If exactly. we choose to, like you said, if we choose to accept that invitation, then it becomes the perfect space for growth. Spot on. But we have, to, we have to be aware, we have to first see that that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that that's yeah exactly. What, that it is. It's, exactly. I'm helpless. Right. Like, oh, hang on. No, you're not. You're not, exactly. <laughs> Child of God, exactly. you are not helpless. Yeah. Um, but then also embrace that, okay, well, now it's an opportunity for growth. So hmm, yep, how me, right you are. what do I need to do in this space? How, right you how are. do I grow in this space? Um, in, in a similar manner to this, in, in growing in virtue and growing in our moral lives and growing in holiness in general, faithfulness to the little things is really important. Mm. Um, you know, when we're receptive to the Holy Spirit's grace in our lives, the little things matter. I think the, the, the little things 
are often when the little things are forgotten, that's when the big things start to go awry, mm. right? Uh, you know, it, it could be something as simple as faithfulness to the order of day that you might have. Like the order of day is an invitation from the Holy Spirit to follow a particular order, to follow a, a, a particular, like, like for myself, I know that I have to say my prayers in the morning. Yeah. Because if I don't say my prayers in the morning, particularly my mental prayer and my and my and and, and a, a large portion of my daily office, yeah. if I don't say it in the morning, I'm, I'm not going to get a chance to say it mm. later on in the day, mm. or at the very least, it's going to be eleven o'clock at night, and I'm going to be like, and so that's not helpful for for, for anyone. It's certainly mm. not conducive to being open to the movements of the Holy Spirit in my heart, uh, and so I know it's got to be in the morning. Yeah. It just fidelity to the little things here means seeing the invitations in daily life, in the daily circumstances to say, this little thing here, like getting up on time to say your prayers, um, not because you saying your prayers is going to save you, mm. because it's going to open <laughs> us to the Holy Spirit, right? Just that little fidelity of getting up on time to do that, that matters and that helps. That Even doing something as simple as having a, having a few systems in place to avoid particular occasions of sin, just little things that help us to go, yeah, I don't think I need to, like, don't shoot me here, people. But getting, just getting rid of the Netflix account if necessary. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I'm not saying that you must get, like, that wasn't me no, saying no, you must no, get no, rid of no, Netflix. No, no. No, I'm no. saying you know, maybe you need to be like, okay, you know what, I, I have something, I have something to be, to be a, a great good to be faithful to, and that requires me to be faithful in little things, and I think that thing is going to be a problem, so that's going to nick off. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, so just the, being faithful in those little things, uh, I think that that um, it helps us to be docile to the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Yeah. Particularly if we take up the the call of Christ, he who is faithful in small things will be faithful in great things. Mm. You know, if we're faithful to those small invitations, we'll be faithful to the greater invitations as well. Yeah. 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 When you were talking about um, being you know, too tired of an afternoon or not having the time later on. It was just, it reminded me of something Bobby Angel said in the episode last week and where he said, when he was talking about discernment and he said he wanted to give his youth to God in a similar kind of way, us wanting to have that desire of giving our best Mm. to God, the Mm. most energized to God, not just the leftovers. And some days the leftovers are all that we can give. And that's okay, but if that becomes our every day, yeah, yeah, then we're making a choice not to give right. the best of right. ourselves to God. On the days where we, I often think of um, Fulton Sheen, mm. right? Fulton Sheen, uh, he he made a holy hour every single day. That is, he every single day he'd make an hour of prayer. Mm. And one day he had just travelled from place to this place. He hopped on this plane and then on that plane. Before he knew it, he was nearly towards the end of the day. And he finally arrived in a church and he just sat down and was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this holy hour now. Yeah. You know, and, and so he did this holy hour and he fell asleep. Yeah. Uh, and, and he woke up exactly one hour later yeah. and went, all right, Lord, <laughs> I think that was my holy hour and you took it. You, you were happy with that. Like that. But if he had been like, hey. I think I get used to this kind of holy yeah, hour. Wow, like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, I'll just uh, snooze off, Lord. And, uh, this is my uh, siesta. This is my, my holy hour. You know? well, well, that would, as you say, all of a sudden then I'm making a moral choice, yes. right, that's, that, that, that becomes set some problematic stuff up. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we can draw a lot of strength 
from being faithful to those little things. But also faithfulness also brings about peace and joy yeah. as well, yeah. which makes sense because when, when we're being docile and we're actually acting on the promptings of the Holy Spirit, God enlarges our hearts mm. for more. Like because he's he's God, he's creative. He doesn't just go, all right, yep, cool, well done, task complete. He goes, no, no, no. There's more. There's always yeah, more. Yeah. I can always give more. So what does he do? He stretches our hearts yeah. so that we can receive more. And that like that's a perpetual cycle of peace and joy right yeah. there yeah. because there's constantly room for more. Again, not like if you're hearing that and hearing oh more work more effort more no because we're not the ones doing it like yeah, yeah. like give that up that's it's not on us it's the holy spirit doing yeah, that work absolutely. again absolutely. like you've said multiple times on this episode already padre we just have to be open yeah. and receptive yeah. that's all that we have to do let the holy spirit do the rest and if you're hearing the words peace and joy and you're going <laughs> I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah. Like if you're hearing the word peace and joy, you're like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's those two words. I've heard them before, but they mean absolutely nothing to me. Can I encourage you? Peace and joy are not peace and joy as the world sees them. Yeah. Peace and joy. It's not about feeling peaceful necessarily. It's not about feeling joyful as we would ordinarily think about joy or peace. Like typically I think when we think about peace, it's like, okay, I'm completely calm. There's no stress. I'm okay. A beach in Hawaii. A beach in Hawaii. <laughs> I've got a drink with a little umbrella in it. It's all sweet. Yeah. That's not peace mm. in the Christian context mm. because what does Jesus tell us? He assures us one thing, that if we're his disciples, the cross is coming. Yeah. Like, like he's saying, even during Easter, he comes to these disciples and he says, peace be with you. And then he says, here are the wounds in my hands. and Here, here are the wounds in my hands. Yeah. He shows them the wounds and then says, peace be with you. He's mm. like, I want you to know peace, but you better get prepared. Yeah. Because this peace, these wounds, they're going to be yours. Yeah. So he's, he doesn't promise peace in the sense of a worldly peace. What he does promise, what he always promises, is that regardless of the circumstance, he is always with us and we are loved infinitely by God every single moment of our lives, no matter what. That is the source of our peace so that we as Christians never fall victim to circumstance. There you go. That's part one of In the School of the Holy Spirit by Jacques Philippe. So for next week, make sure you're reading up part two, which is a little bit longer than part one. So you know, give yourself some space and some room to digest yeah. what's in there and we'll move into that for next week. But before we go, a truth, beauty and goodness from you this week, Padre. Yes. I've mentioned these guys a few times now, um, Integrity Restored. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I was recently uh, on their podcast. Ah. And uh, so it was, uh, we, we had a, a chat about um, why pornography was so alluring mm. uh, and we had a conversation around um, how it presents itself as a false messiah mm. and uh, relying on some of the work of a colleague of mine that we've had on the on the show before, Dr. Matthew Tan. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's chuck a link to that when that becomes available. Shall do. Yeah, Let absolutely. Let us know. Absolutely. How about yourself, Stina? For me, I've just engaged working with a new mentor cool. um, for my professional space. I generally have different mentors for different things throughout my life. Sure, um, sure. And I've just found that I needed someone to supplement my journey uh, as a 
Christian counsellor. Okay. Uh, so I've engaged someone overseas for that. Oh, cool. And I think it's going to be really awesome. I really love the experience that this particular person is sure, bringing. Sure. Um in, in so many different ways, professionally, in terms of the the practice that they use, but also as a Christian, the way that they incorporate spirituality and prayer That's cool. into into their healing work as well. Um, and he's also been influenced by some people that I've admired um, and continue to admire. So he's able to give some insight and help me make sense of some of that work as well. So really exciting space. That, no, that's actually really cool yeah. to see your professional development and your spiritual life. Yeah, it's kind of meshing. Yeah, really awesome. it's really yeah. rare. Like yeah. I don't, I don't think I ever thought this would happen in my professional space. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I think I always was under the impression I'm going to be, you know, a Christian. I'll try and be a faithful Christian, and then in the workspace, I'm just going to have to witness in whatever way I can. It'll be by distance. Yep. I won't really be able to do anything in this space. Yeah. But now I'm going. Oh, Lord, are you calling me in a different path? That yep. and I thought. So it's yeah, it's an ex- yep. it's ex- exciting space to be in but also exciting to have a new mentor to coach me through that space. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. It does. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Living Fullness. We will catch you again next week, but as always, know of our love and prayers. God bless.